Well, 2020 will surely be one of those years that will live on by simply saying the number 2020. It's like saying 9-11. Just say those two numbers together to any American and you'll usually get a, a visceral response. This has been one of those years. It has shaken us up with pandemic, violence in the streets, a nasty election season, deep political divisions. I mean, it's a mess and we're still in it. And my guess is that you are still filled with a great level of anxiety about where it's all going. It's one of those years. Remember 2020. A year like this leaves me with two questions. One, what is God trying to say to us in all this? And two, how am I supposed to be in all of this? Well, our story today speaks to these questions and gives us a little bit of hope, even in the midst of a dark time. This week, we're continuing our series, People of Faith, Stories of Faith. Last week, we met a prophet named Jonah who was very reluctant to bring the message of God's grace and forgiveness to his enemies. Then we saw God's faithfulness in the face of Jonah's unwillingness. Well, this week, we see just the opposite. We encounter a man named Isaiah who shows us a picture of faithfulness and willingness in the midst of a faithless generation. This passage it gives us one perspective and three positions that will help us know how to be in this year. First, let's look at the perspective. It starts out in one of those years, <laughs> in the year that King Uzziah dies. Oh, that year. Now, it means absolutely nothing to our 21st century years, but that is the year that things started unraveling for the people of Judah and the city of Jerusalem. Now, we need to remember, David's unified kingdom split into two rival kingdoms, Israel to the north and Judah to the south. In the year that King Uzziah died, it was the beginning of the end for the people. That, that was the year that the empire of Assyria made its first move into the northern kingdom of Israel. Assyria captured a huge chunk of the kingdom and took them captive. And Assyria kept coming. They captured more land. They slaughtered the people. They completely destroyed the kingdom of Israel. And they laid siege to the city of Jerusalem. <laughs> it was a horrible time for the people of Judah. And it all began the year King Uzziah died. Oh, that year, life was a mess. Everything that the people thought was right and normal was getting turned upside down, and the immediate future did not look good. It was a 9-11. It was a 2020. Now, the entire book of Isaiah is a message that God was sending to the people of Judah through Isaiah. And I got to tell you, it, it's not pretty. Now, here's a summary of Isaiah chapters 1 through 5, the section that immediately precedes our text today. This is the message. 
Okay, Judah, I called you to be a light to the nations. I planted you like a vineyard to produce the sweet wine of my love to all people. And you blew it. Now you're too far gone. The consequences of your destructive behavior, they're coming. And I'm going to let it. You will be cut down by the invaders and all that will remain is a stump. But someday a faithful shoot will rise from the stump. Now that's a harsh message, but it's because the people have forgotten who they are and what God had called them to be and do. They had lost their perspective. And, and here's the key passage that shows the message. If we look at Isaiah chapter 1, verses 16 through 20, it says, Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, remove the evil of your doings from before my eyes, cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, rescue the oppressed, defend the orphan, plead for the widow. Come now, let us argue it out, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be like snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. You see, the people needed to readjust their perspective. We see this in the first four verses of our text today. God is seated on the throne. God is not contained within the little box of the temple, but God's glory is overflowing the temple, and God's feet are resting on it like a footstool. Flying, fiery, six-winged serpents called seraphs are flying around the throne, and they're crying out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. In other words, this is the true commander-in-chief of all the world. God is not intimidated by the Assyrians or the Babylonians, nor is God controlled by the Israelites. God's got this. And this is not about political domination. It's about God's holiness and the mission of God to bring healing and light to all nations. This is the heart of the kingdom of God. Every nation will be judged by God on one standard. Did your system seek justice by rescuing the oppressed, defending the orphan, and pleading for the widow? Or did your system make the rich and powerful more rich and powerful at the expense of the weak? This is exactly what Jesus taught in Matthew when he showed that parable of the dividing of the sheep from the goats. And what was the standard between sheep and goats? What you have done for the least of these. Now God calls Isaiah to spread this message, to bring a new perspective. Now how would you feel if God was calling you to give that message? <laughs> Isaiah's response to this perspective shows us three positions that might be helpful for us. The first position is face down. When Isaiah is confronted with the holiness of God and his perspective is realigned, it destroys him. I mean, he cries out, Woe is me! I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, 
and I live among a people of unclean lips. Now we might call this a position of confession, of repentance, of contrition, or remorse over the ways that we have participated in the nastiness of our society. And we go face down. Now the second position is heart open. One of these freaky flying serpent seraphs picks up a burning coal from the altar and touches it to Isaiah's lips. Oh, can you imagine how much that must have hurt? And yet the fire, it didn't consume Isaiah. It purified him. It burned out all the junk. God performed open heart surgery on Isaiah. Now, Isaiah, your heart is aligned with your perspective and you're ready. Heart open. The third possession is hands up. The Lord asks, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Remember the message that the Lord has for the people. It's not an easy message to preach. It's not a prosperity gospel. It's not a ah, do whatever you want to do because God's just a big pushover gospel. It's a message that will call people to make hard choices. It will challenge them to inspect their lives and evaluate if their perspectives are aligning with God's perspective. It will ask the political leaders and the system itself to evaluate whether it is seeking justice by rescuing the oppressed, defending the orphan, and pleading for the widow, or if it is a system that is making the rich and powerful more rich and powerful at the expense of the weak and the marginalized. Would you sign up for that assignment? <laughs> you see, Isaiah had been on his face. He had been purified by the fire of God's holy, loving presence. And now Isaiah lifts up his hands in surrender. Here I am. Send me. Hands up. 2020 is one of those years. It is so easy for our perspectives to get focused on fear, hatred, power, control. The convergence of events in 2020 has sucked the best of us into the worst of us. We are all in this together. And my prayer is that this story of Isaiah will help us to remember the bigger perspective. As disciples of Jesus, we are not called to American political allegiances and petty turf wars. We are not called to the American dream whatever version of it you may dream. <laughs> we are called to the kingdom of God, which is to remember that we are blessed to be a blessing to all people. We are forgiven and set free by the true King of Kings. We are called to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. We are called to be the vessels of the sweet wine of God's love for all people no matter who they are. So what position are you in right now? You know, I tend to find myself moving through each position on a daily basis. God uses something in my life to remind me of the kingdom perspective and how unaligned I am, and I fall on my face. 
And then God often uses difficult circumstances to actually burn away the junk and open up my heart. And then sometimes when I take the time to get centered in God's love again, I can raise my hands and say, okay, here am I, send me. So the question is, where are you today? Let's pray. Gracious God, give us eyes to see, give us ears to hear. Open our hearts and give us courage to follow wherever you lead. In Jesus' name, amen.